Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons. We're so glad to have you in our home today. And this is Thanksgiving week here in the United States. And so to anyone watching across the U.S., we want to say happy Thanksgiving to you, to your family, and to people who are watching in other places around the world. Just get in on this with us because as, as believers, every day of our lives should be Thanksgiving. Sarah, you and I and this body of believers that we're a part of, this family, we should be the most thankful bunch in the whole world. Thankfulness ought to just be coming up out of our hearts and out of our mouths all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And anytime there's a, a lull or a quiet part in the conversation, you can just fill it up with, well, thank you, Jesus. Thank <laughs> God. And you're thinking, well, what am I thanking him for? Everything. Everything he's done, everything he's doing, everything he will do in your life, in your family. Many of you watching this are in ministry. We are in agreement with you that there are great things just ahead for you as we begin to close out this year and head into the next one. I think we ought to just turn up the volume on our thankfulness and it ought to be coming out of us more and more and more. We're going to spend some time talking about that um, in this broadcast this week and maybe carrying us on through the next several weeks in this holiday season that we're in right now. But I think it would be good right now at the top of this broadcast for Sarah and I and you and I, all of us to come into agreement and just lift our voice and say thank you to the Father. Father, we love you so much and we do thank you. Jesus, we are so thankful to you Mm -hmm. and we are so thankful for you. We are thankful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit that's big on the inside of us. We are grateful. Grateful. We are thankful, thankful, thankful. We are a grateful uh, group of people for everything that you are and everything that you've done. We return thanks to you today. And Father, with the eyes of faith, we look forward to everything that's coming. And in advance, we thank you for it. In advance, we give you glory for every good thing. We come before you right now on this broadcast and we open up our eyes, we open up our ears and our hearts as we open up your word. And I'm asking you to speak to us and to speak through us. Give us access into hearts and homes all over the world that your word would have free course there and do what only your word can do, which is save and heal and deliver and set free. We thank you for it and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So get your Bible. If you want to get a notebook, get something. Uh, get into the word of God with us today and, and watch the word do in your life what it's done in ours and what it's done for countless people all over the world. Let's get into it today. Sarah, I, th- I think it'd be good um, to begin today in the book of Psalms. And let's start in chapter 37. This is a good place for us to start. Uh, Let's just back up to verse one. There's some amazing things all throughout this psalm. We'll center in on a couple of different things here, but look in verse one. He's writing and he says, do not fret or or don't be anxious, don't be worried. Why? Because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. You know, if that wasn't a real temptation, he wouldn't have had to tell us that. Mm -hmm. But it's easy sometimes, especially for the people of God to get their eyes off of what God's doing in their lives and start looking at other people and you look at what they've got or look at what they're doing and you think to yourself, I know that guy and I know he doesn't know God, not like I do or I know her and I know she's not living for the Lord and look at what they've got. And the the psalmist here gives, gives us a warning about that. Listen, you don't need to be worried about that. You don't need to get your eyes on that. Why? Verse two, for they, sh- they shall soon be cut down like the grass and you don't need to be envious of that. And they'll wither as the green herb. This is his instruction though instead. 
Verse three, you trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And that's, that's what I want us to get into today in this broadcast and see where it just takes us over the next several weeks. This is our instruction. Trust in the Lord, dwell in the land, do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Almost every time we sit around the table, this one right back here, uh, when it's dinner time, it's, it's Sarah and me and Justice and Jesse, we're sitting there, the four of us. We, we pray over the meal. And almost every time what comes out of my heart, Father, we thank you for this food. We believe it's blessed. We receive it blessed. And we thank you that your faithfulness has set our table. Mm-hmm. You got to get that concept into your heart. You got to realize that this is, a, this is a far cry and a big difference between the way we live and the rest of this world who doesn't have a covenant with God, who doesn't live mindful of him. Their mindset is I worked hard and I put food on this table. But the mindset of the believer should be, I trusted God and his faithfulness put food on this table. His faithfulness put clothes on our back and has clothed our, clothed our children. His faithfulness has put money in the bank. And yeah, absolutely we work. Absolutely we work hard, but it's for a different purpose and from a different motive. It's to, to preach Jesus and, and to see the gospel get preached all over the world and all the other stuff, Jesus said, hey, the Gentiles are seeking that. You seek the kingdom and God's gonna add that to you. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about feeding on the faithfulness of God. I know you've got some pretty cool things on your heart about it. What do you wanna say about this? Um, well, when I think about feeding on his faithfulness, I think, in a, I think about eating of what he set before me. Sure. And Psalm 23 says that, it says, Um, He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He prepares the table before me. And when I think about that, I think about Jesus being the master server Mm. and him being the one who spends all the time in the kitchen (laughs) cooking up something good for me and for you. And, you know, the psalmist here shows us something really good, a really good truth that there is spiritual food mm-hmm. and we need it just like we need natural food. Yeah. And we were made for it. If we don't have it, our bodies crave it. If we don't have it, they, it, our bodies demand, demand it. it yeah. And um, I love how, I th- just thinking in terms of the word of God being spiritual food to us, how we need it every mm-hmm. day. And if the worst thing we could do is get to the point where we're starving before we start eating again. Mm-hmm. But if we would just eat all the time, eat, Take it in, take in who he is, take in his faithfulness, eat of what he's done for us. I was thinking about this scripture in Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I ate them. Isn't it true? Like when you eat though, you get nourished up. Mm -hmm. And if you don't eat the word of God, you're not nourished. You feel dry. You feel like you need something, you need to be built up. But when you eat all the time, you get nourished, you get fed. And I was thinking about, you know, it's important that you check the label on what you're eating. See if it has like extra preservatives or additives and you don't want that stuff. You want good, wholesome stuff. When you eat 
food, you want the real food. You want raw food. You don't want stuff that has a bunch of filler in it. And that's what I'm looking for in the Word of God. I don't want something that has a little bit of doubt, a little bit of unbelief, a really good, funny, entertaining message. I want something that feeds me, that gives me nourishment and gives me life. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. Man, it uh, feed on feed on his faithfulness, feed on what he's done for you. And there's something that's spread before you, a, a beautiful spread, but look up and, and look at it and feed on it. I was thinking about that story I was telling you the other day about when I was a little girl, I loved dinner time or, you know, at Thanksgiving. That was one of my favorite times, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And and I would sit there and they, they, my grandparents still laugh today when they tell the story about how I prayed over the food. And I'd close my eyes and I would start to bless the food. I'd say, Father, I thank you for the turkey and oh, the sweet potato casserole and for that macaroni <laughs> salad. And I thank you for those green beans and that bread and that butter. And, you know, sometimes in the middle of the story, I'd I didn't want to forget one thing. I was so excited about the food. I didn't want to forget one thing. So I'd open one eye just a little bit and I'd say, thank you for, you know, and I'd name everything. And then one time I said, ew, what's that? (laughs) But to be so thankful, you know, Psalm 103 says that. It says, bless God, oh my soul, and don't forget a single thing. That's being thankful. Now, one of the reasons we're talking about this right now is because what we mentioned earlier, like right now we're in Thanksgiving mode. We are in full swing holiday mode, which in the United States, of course, centers around food. So people at this (laughs) moment in time have food on the brain. Now, of course, we're Americans, so food's kind of always on the brain. But right now, especially, I mean, people are, they are right now headed towards that (laughs) table. And the cooking for many people has already started. And, And I know like for us, you probably can't see this, but right behind us, we have this table. And when we moved in here, um, Sarah actually had this table made. She worked with a carpenter and they designed it. And what is this thing like 11 feet long or something yeah, like that? 12 so, people can sit yeah, at it. Yeah, we got 12 people that can sit at it. And a number of times we've all gotten together around it as a family. All the staff, all the interns or our family are, are around holiday times. We had the the chili cook-off competition here. And those are some really great memories, you know, when you come sit at that table, especially when the table is completely decked out. Yeah. I mean, where there's just not room for anything else on it. Those are the good meals. Those are the times when you really get excited about it. And, and a time like this, Thanksgiving. Um, I know everybody's experience is different, but I know what it was like in my house. And now that we've been married uh, over nine years now, I've spent plenty of holidays with your family. And it's the same thing, man. It's this convergence of everybody to the table. Yeah. And it's this beautiful spread. And it's like you said, you, you, you've got every item imaginable sitting out there. And that's one of the reasons we're talking about this right now is because I want that to create an image in your mind and in your heart of what the Lord has done for you and what Jesus has accomplished for us and what Sarah's talking about. He has prepared a table for us. If you look up that word prepare, it literally means to set the table. Mm-hmm. He has arrayed it. And I don't know if you've ever walked into a fancy place where the, the table is set. And I'm not talking about Monday night 
you know, sitting around family dinner where you're eating on paper plates and with plastic forks. I'm talking about <laughs> holiday time in a fancy place, fine in a dining. fancy house. Fine dining, yeah. that's right. It's much you better got, than fast food. You got three forks and you're like, what's that one for? I don't know, it's for something, somebody <laughs> knows. And there's a, there's a couple of spoons and you got three different glasses. Yeah. I'm talking about decked out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the kind of table that God has prepared for us. Mm -hmm. And what David said there is he prepared it for me right in the presence of my enemies. Mm -hmm. Interesting place to go sit down and eat, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When eating is the last thing that's on your mind, when you're under pressure, you got people against you, or you've got uh, pressure that's come against you. And one of the last things that's on your mind is, oh, you know, I'm hungry, let's go sit and eat. Mm -hmm. But that's what needs to be on the mind of every believer when the pressure's at its worst, mm. when the financial pressure's on you, when the family pressure's against you, when the job pressure, or you've got enemies. Now, you don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but you definitely have an enemy. And how are you going to fight that? Well, if you're looking at this scripture, one of the best ways to fight it is go sit down and eat. Yeah. And you know that the truth is, is when you're, um, when you're eating or you go to, you want to go eat a good meal, I would consider I would consider that we're kind of foodies. Right. Well, and yeah. I know a lot of people may not know that term, but our generation, we would say, uh, you know, I'm a foodie, you're a foodie. We like, we really enjoy food. Yeah. We enjoy company. We enjoy that. But there's certain things that foodies do like than just normal people that don't really care about good sure. food. And as a foodie, I would say the mo- one of the most awesome things is that you don't just eat for convenience sake, because you have to, but you eat or for the... Or just out of necessity. Yeah, or because your body's hungry, but you eat for the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we're looking for with the Lord. We're not necessary. We don't just want, uh, and, and we don't just want to, you know, be satisfied with every day what we could have or what, or just, you know, meeting our own by, need yeah. or anything. We want the experience. We want the story with God. We mm-hmm. want to give Him glory. Yeah. And we, we eat for experience. We, we have this moment, these moments with God for experience. And I was thinking about, um, you know, what is it when you really sit down to a meal, you have to do just that for a good fine dining experience. Mm-hmm. You have to sit down. Yeah. And what is that? That is a picture of rest. Isn't it? Yeah. And I was thinking about that one song that, um, that the Lord gave us, that you restore my soul. Mm-hmm. And that verse that says, I will sit at the table you prepare for me. Yeah. Here I am safe from the enemy. I will feast on your love and your mercy. For death has lost its hold on me. Amen. But it's, it's the choice and the will yeah. to sit down. Yeah. I, I will sit at the table. I will rest yeah. in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. And that's what Psalm 37 says right there. It says, starts that scripture mm-hmm. with trust in the Lord. Yeah. Dwell in the land, feed on his faithfulness. Yeah. Now, how foolish would it be for me, let's say your mom has prepared an amazing Thanksgiving meal or amazing Christmas meal, which she's done a number of times and they're always phenomenal. But how silly would it be for her to set that table and to have that spread that we're talking about and then to say to the whole house, dinner's ready. Yeah. And then for all of us 
to just get over kind of close to it, and, but, but, but never to sit down, just stand afar off from it and just stand there and look out and say, man, doesn't that look good? Yeah. Now it does, of course it looks good. But how foolish would it be to just stand, stand a, at a distance from it and just talk about how good it looks? Oh, that looks yeah. good. Look at that turkey, that looks good. Look at those potatoes, look at, look at that, it looks good. It looks good, it looks good, it looks good. Mm. And how foolish would it be? At some point, you know, the first couple of times she's gonna say, oh, well, thank you, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. But at some point, maybe 10 minutes, if that some ridiculous amount of time has gone by, she is gonna look at all of us and say, hey guys, what? Sit down, yeah. come sit at this table. Yeah. And the next thing you gotta do after you sit there is what? You gotta eat. Yeah. You can't just sit at the table and comment on how good everything looks. You can't just sit there hungry and think, oh, I wish I had some of that. Oh, that would taste really good. At some point, you're gonna have to pick up that food and start eating it. And so many believers right now are sitting at the table God's prepared for them, or maybe not even sitting there, but standing afar back. And they're saying, no, that looks good. Well, what's he set on the table? What has God in all of his grace set at his table? He put salvation on the table. Mm -hmm. Jesus put healing Mm -hmm. on the table. He put our prosperity on the table. Great big platter. Absolutely. And enough for everybody. (laughs) You don't have to, um, what's the word? You don't have to um, portion it out. Mm -hmm. There's enough for everybody, More more than enough. It's overflowing. This table has more than enough on it and how foolish it would be for us to sit there knowing it looks good, thinking how great it would taste without actually taking it and eating it. And I was thinking about this, when you eat something, physically speaking here, naturally speaking, when you eat it, you take it, you pick it up, and you literally put Put it it in you. And that's what you've got to do with the things of God. That's what you've got to do with his word. That's what you've got to do with his presence and his spirit is it's going to have to, at some point, if it's going to do you any good, it's got to get in you. you. And this is why you've got to guard what's going in your eyes, guard what's going in your ears, because you're not just watching something. You're not just listening to something. It's getting in you. So that's why you've got to get the word of God in you and feed on this. Yeah, and if the truth is you have, to, you have to think about this as a beautiful picture. The Bible says in Song of Solomon, it says, chapter four, that he brought me to his banqueting table and his banner over me you, is love. And the truth is he will never hang your, your sin over your head over your head. His banner over you is love. And you have to come before that table And you won't come if you're under condemnation. You won't come if you think you're always messing up or you've messed it. But he says that he's brought you in to his banqueting table. He brings you in. He's done the work. And the truth is Jesus is the master chef. He's been in this kitchen and he has been preparing a meal for you that is so delicious. (laughs) I mean, it is the best meal that you could dream of. He's been whipping it up, cooking it up in the kitchen. The truth is he's slaved over it. Have you ever heard that term? I've slaved over this food in the kitchen. Mm, He's slaved over. I mean, he went to the cross for you. He took stripes for you. He uh, he took the shame. He took, took it all for you. 
And then he sets it on the table before you, healing this dish of healing, this pitcher of joy, this oh man, prosperity, the good, all, everything that's good. He yeah. sets it before you. And then he goes and he rings the dinner bell and he says, it is finished. Come and get it. Yeah. And there it is. Thank you, Lord. Right before you. You know, grace sets the table and faith eats. That's right. It's as simple as that. He sets the table and faith eats. And no matter what, I mean, you, no matter if it's the most beautiful spread you've ever seen, you still have to go take and eat it. You do, yeah. And so I think today we've got just a few seconds left on this broadcast before we're gonna worship the Lord together. But this is what I want you to hear in this. Today, you need to become not just a foodie, but a faith foodie. <laughs> you gotta be a faith foodie. What does that mean? That means you got to dig into the word of God, find out what grace has put on the table and then make the decision. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to feast on that. And I'm not going to leave anything on the table and just begin to raise your hands and worship the Lord. And you say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this meal that you've prepared. Thank you, thank you for being the bread of life, the bread from heaven. And he, he reminded us that we don't live by natural bread alone, but by every yes. word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can feed on that. Yeah. Hunger represents a need. There's, when you're naturally hungry, there's space in there that needs to be filled. Well, get hungry for the things of God. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if you're not hungry right now for them, it means you're full of something else. Yeah. Anytime you're not hungry, it's because you're already full, but you can get hungry. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mm -hmm. So just do it by faith today. Jesus, I'm hungry for you. Yes. Father, I'm hungry for your word and I will feast on it and I will be satisfied by it and nothing else. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. <laughs>